0: Welcome to episode number seven of Arts Leaders Podcast. This episode is with legendary arts entrepreneur, consultant, manager, and educator Lydia Varbanova, who I met at the recent World Summit on Arts and Culture in Malta. Lydia has over twenty years' experience as a cultural consultant, university lecturer, and international conference speaker, and I'm sure that anyone who has read her book *Strategic Management in the Arts* will agree that she is also a gifted and passionate educator. As well as speaking at the Arts Summit on the topic of innovative partnerships, Lydia has just launched her brand new book, International Entrepreneurship in the Arts. And I can think of no better person to write a book about entrepreneurship in the arts. Published by Rootledge, the book combines a theoretical approach with specific strategies and a collection of entrepreneurial case studies from over 20 different countries across Europe, North America and Asia. You can also access a wealth of information and materials through her website, lydiavarbanova.ca, as well as sign up for online masterclasses, book a one-shot personalized coaching session on a pay-what-you-want basis, or read her detailed blog, which is updated regularly. Also, for a limited time only, there is a 20% discount for people purchasing her new book, International Entrepreneurship in the Arts, from www.rootledge.com. Just enter the promo code IORK69. So here it is, episode number seven of Arts Leaders Podcast with Lydia Varbanova. Over fifty-five different countries, if I'm not mistaken. Is this your first time in Malta?
1: Yes, my first time in Malta. Yes. <laughs> and how do
0: you find it so far?
1: Um, Very different than anything I've seen, a lot of cultural heritage, Mm -hmm. Um, smiling people, uh, very friendly everywhere, (laughs) and uh, joking a lot, so Maltese, I think, are really very open people. Mm. Tell
0: me a little bit about the session that you're going to be talking about later on today, in regards unexpected partnerships, and what, what what are you bringing to the table, if you like?
1: It's a session which uh, we were planning for some time, so the idea of this session is to look at um, how arts and culture uh, organizations projects um, are connected with something that is um, outside of arts and culture, that's that's one angle, um, and I'm going to bring examples uh, from different countries and uh, regions of the world. Um, for example, how art connects with the environment um, and um, the problems with uh pollution of ocean, um, how art is connected with restaurant business, um, with tourism as well, uh, with the furniture industry. So that's one angle. And the other angle um, is how different um, branches of uh, creative and, and culture industries are, are connected. Because um, the connectivity between them is very little mentioned by the theory on culture and creative uh, industries. But it looks like it's very important angle of uh, innovations. So the idea of what I want to share is uh, to say that um, innovation, uh, which is at the bottom of of, uh, good entrepreneurship and successful entrepreneurship is actually happening uh, in many cases because of partnership between um, organizations, between different types of people, even in one team, between different projects, and this is where the sparkle comes. And this is where the innovative idea starts, and this is how a good entrepreneurial uh, venture can be set up as a result of that.
0: Will you be talking about some specific case studies from, from Canada or, or
1: Bulgaria yes. From that, from yes, your own experience? Yes, some of them are in the book, um, the, the, the International Entrepreneurship in the Arts, Great, plug. Which, <laughs> is, <laughs> which is just released by uh, Rockledge, uh, the, the very big and well-known publisher of uh, it's literally this week, so it's a it's a good um, it's a good timing. Tell us a
0: little bit more about the, the book then. Obviously, your <laughs> your book, Strategic Management in the Arts, is almost like a bible for any arts oh, manager. Oh wow, thank you. We've used <laughs> it quite a lot. I have a very um, wow. written over cover. Uh, I'm copy glad to home. hear that
1: good uh, review. Thank you so much. <laughs> so tell um, us a little bit more. The new one, about... the new one, actually was sparkled by my own uh, by my own life, maybe because I myself come from a family of entrepreneurs and very passionate educators my grandfathers and grandmothers have never been on salary and um, maybe i inherited their spirit of, uh, of um, traveling all the time uh, looking at um, non-conventional spaces and places um, being curious um, taking a huge amount of risk uh, in my personal and professional life as well so i just uh, felt i'm a kind of an entrepreneur born as, as such and uh, it's great to really deliver this message to many young people who start their career, their professional career, so because they're very much puzzled. Should I work for an organization? If yes, what type of organization? Should I start my own venture? If yes, how? So that was the provocation, part of it personal and, and part of it professional, because, again, together with, with meeting many young people all over the world as a result of my teaching and consulting, and I also um, have a lot of experience in startups in, in many countries which uh, are both in the not-for-profit area as well as businesses. Um, and I see that they need, uh, they need to really know much more about such kind of examples as well as theoretical discourses um, to be able to either start or, or make their life better uh, and make their, make their projects uh, much more successful and more visible.
0: There has been some debate about planning for startups and the extent to which you should and it's advisable to plan for a startup organization in in the arts, for example. Is it a a very, very important thing to plan in depth or does that create a lack of flexibility in in the development of it?
1: Very good question and um, there is no formula. I spoke with about maybe 50 entrepreneurs from 20 countries And some of them are the cases in the book, others I just mentioned as short examples. Uh, But they tell me different things. Some of them told me I never had a a business plan um, because I just had my idea. Uh, But it's very important to elaborate a business model behind it uh, because you just can't start bold if you start without knowing um, at least the basics of a business model. Um, around your um, your creative idea, then you might uh, end up with, uh, with a problem. If you take a loan from the bank, you might not be able to even repay it back. So a simple business model um, is very important to have, but not necessarily a, a big business plan. Part of the book is also about how you can elaborate a business plan, because other entrepreneurs uh, with whom I spoke told me, um, you have to study, you have to have the basics, um, you have to understand finances, um, and financial management. Otherwise, you can't really be able to um, set up and to run your venture. So, some of them started by elaboration of, of a business plan. But um, nowadays, I, I I regard business plan as something that is um, like a, like a roadmap, but it's not completely roadmap because.
0: We so start with something and then we have
1: to be flexible. And um, it's more about uh, guidelines which which lead you to the future, trying to help you to predict the unpredictable as far as possible. Is um, it a
0: delicate balance then between planning and doing? Because the more you plan, arguably the less you can do. Right,
1: very right. Uh, this is why I always advise people, if you have a bright idea, start start small, start, uh, start focused and small don't wait forever, because the more you know, the more you might uh, have this burden of not starting. Um, This is also a problem, because some of them start very bold and there is high probability to fail, but others wait too much um, so that they start. Um, and, 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 And the truth is somewhere in the middle.
0: How close of a relationship do you think the planning exercise or the strategic planning or the business planning is related to taking a very pessimistic approach? To your grand idea of what you want to do is obviously the optimistic the, almost the artistic side of it, the big vision is planning taking the kind of a pessimistic approach to it or seeing the opposite side <laughs>
1: um, when we when we do real uh, consulting on startups, I always advise them to have a look at these three options the optimistic the, the, the very pessimistic, and then, and then the rational, mm. so that usually we elaborate the all the financial um, analysis on the rational scenario, which is somewhere in between. Uh, but then um, I also have online classes, uh, online workshops and, and masterclasses. Um, and it's something new because I'm transforming my, my business more from offline to online because traveling and living in planes and uh, and hotels is not the best way. So as of January 2017, there will be um, um, masterclasses online. And I uh, strongly recommend to those um Listeners who um, would like to know more, to um, to join one of them.
0: And what's your website, Lydia Varbanova? It's
1: lydiavarbanova.ca, Verbenova. Lydia because it's uh, Canadian. I live in Montreal, um, I work internationally, uh, partially in Sofia.
0: Education has always been quite a strong aspect of your life. Very. Where did that start?
1: <laughs> I strongly believe in education. As I said, part of my family are passionate educators. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father was a professor, and uh, he, has, he has also... Um, been very passionate about education and he was one of the driving forces in my life to put um, stress on that.
0: Because a long be-
1: line of educators I, and innovators. I, exactly. I strongly believe um, education is not about just the diploma or, or graduating a university. For me um, education gives us um, two major things. Number one is to find solutions to problems when they occur and obviously our life is an endless um, <laughs> chain of um, of problem solving techniques, right? Um, so education helps us to be much more rational than emotional. So instead of uh, just crying and panicking, <laughs> to sit down, analyze, um, make conclusions, and uh, and look at the look at the options and, and having minimum three options, as I always say, not just only one. So this is this is why I think education is important. And the second thing is to um, to really sparkle our curiosity because I find that people who are happy and successful because I put happiness before success um, are Quite those important, yeah. very important are those uh, who actually are curious about other people's life about other countries about what's happening beyond the box um, about looking themselves putting themselves into the shoes of others um, which I find terribly important to be really happy in this life and, and university or any good education helps us to open up our minds and to look exactly beyond the box and to be much more curious. So I think these are two of the many vectors uh, why I, I strongly believe in education and I'm, I'm myself very uh, passionate educator. I've, I've been meeting audiences from many countries um, and I always try to, to help them not just as a group but also individually to coach them. And by the way, also my coaching is going now online. Um, So people can meet me from all over the world, which is great. Um, And the concept of paying is paid. The customers are the ones to to decide at the end of the day um, how much this service uh, would cost them in comparison with their budget.
0: Mm Do you find that the more you, you teach and the more you educate people, that you also learn from that process?
1: 100% and this is one of the reasons why I'm doing it. <laughs> because I learn, I learn about uh, the countries, I learn about the problems. Um, I try to, to, to really um, invest um, a lot of efforts um, to uh, help them as far as possible. Um, I strongly believe that uh, once when you have accumulated knowledge and experience, you have to transmit to others. Uh, and this is, this is exactly why I, I believe that people who, who have a lot to share and who are generous are very happy because um, generosity means that you have a lot um, and you're willing to, to share with others, which I find it a great way to spend our life.
0: <laughs> you're in Strategic Management and the Arts. That was your first publication? Uh,
1: that was actually my fifth publication. Okay. Um, the, the rest are in Bulgarian and also in Russian. Um, but the but but the English English uh, bigger one um, a part of the articles and some chapters in books which I've had a lot uh, throughout the years and they're listed on my website. Um, this is my first kind of more academic and uh, an English uh, language publication.
0: Where did the thought process come from to to create this book? Was it because there was a lack of an uh, a kind of a, a strategic management book that's directly in relation to the arts or? Was it an idea that you had been thinking about for a long time?
1: Um, it was an idea because when, when I was working in, with, with, with so many people and audiences and, and cultural operators, um, I found out that they're very frightened of the word um, uh, planning and, and strategy, because they always tell me how can I predict the future. So the book is about, the book is not about fortune telling, <laughs> it's more about the pragmatic approach, um, how you can really sit down and elaborate your ideas so that it's understood first of all by you, and secondly by others, because I regard uh, planning um, as something which you sit down to be more clear about what exactly you want to do in your life, um, in your professional life, and also to convince others that, that it's something which is worth it. Partners, sponsors, uh, governments, foundations, um, external um, uh, external organizations, etc, and do not do it for today, because successful people, and now in, in the new book um, where I put stress on entrepreneurship, successful entrepreneurs are the one who peer the future. They're the one who are visionary people. But the very pragmatic vector for starting this book and, and completing it, this um, strategic management in the arts, was a project initiated by the European Culture Foundation. Um, we were doing capacity building uh, programs in uh, uh, Belarus, Ukraine, uh, Moldova, as well as Kaliningrad, and uh, I found out that this is very much needed for the for the post-Soviet, post-communist countries um, to really go back to planning because they were a bit frightened by planning and, and fed up because of this, you know, five years um, idea of, of socialistic planning in the past. So they just entirely. Uh, rejected the word planning and I wanted to come back to them and say guys, this is really something important but we have to look from the perspective of the, of the 21st century uh, planning techniques. So that was the, the sparkling um, kind of vector and then the, the, first, the, first, um, uh, the first edition of the book was done in, in uh, Russian and uh, Romanian in 2010 supported by the European Culture Foundation so we approbated it, we tried it with many organizations. And the book, which is in English, published by um in 2012, is actually a result of this approbation and, and, and feedback from many people. So I'm very grateful to all these uh, organizations and, uh, and colleagues who really helped out for that.
0: You seem to take a very holistic view of planning; that it's very much in a strategic sense that you're taking everything that's external and internal. And you're also a manager yourself. So, where do you see the the comparison between teaching and managing, and the relationships that you have with people?
1: Um, I think to be to be a good um, to be a good manager, you have to be an entrepreneur in 21st century. Mm. So that's why part of my new book on International Entrepreneurship in the Arts talks about entrepreneurship, which uh, we touch very little in the arts and culture sector. But it's very important because if you're not really a good um, entrepreneur, um, having sparkling ideas and being able to put them on the ground and make them happen, um, then you cannot be a leader and vice versa. sustainability matters in in, in all the theories and practice of entrepreneurship and part of this sustainability is how do I see my idea in the future how do I lead others, how do I motivate others so that's why I do not really separate um, management uh, strategy uh, uh, leadership and entrepreneurship I think if if, if the person is a happy professional as I call them not a successful but a happy professional you have to have the four dimensions otherwise um, it's not really working
0: and do you bring the qualities of being an educator into your management and your leadership and entrepreneurship as well? That one of the main focuses of being a manager and being a leader is your ability to communicate your ideas, so do oh, you yes. bring those skills?
1: Definitely yes, to have a clear structure um, to motivate audiences, to inspire them, which is very important if you're also a leader or, or entrepreneur. Mm. And because our, our World Summit here is uh, IFACA World Summit is, is much more on, on culture leadership, Um, but of course as our session is going to show um, entrepreneurship matters a lot uh, because many people in arts and culture are very afraid of uh, the word entrepreneurship i hear it like oh this is kind of commercial stuff and it's going to destroy our creative ideas and and it's going to decrease money for the arts coming from the governments if we are uh, putting much more stress on entrepreneurship and and i would say this is this is really not the right approach because entrepreneurs are the ones who start with a great idea, a creative idea, that is both social as well as um, business, if we talk about the arts, um, and they make it happen, um, and then it, it brings you a business model that is breaking even so that you don't ask all the time people to support you and, and being exhausted of applying for projects and then reporting on the projects but having it happening on your own. So I strongly believe that an apprenticeship is something very healthy for the arts and culture, and it's not wrong.
0: And it should be encouraged and supported. Right, and then
1: also um, cultural policies nowadays uh, have to be directed also, and this is the sixth chapter of the book, which uh, IFAC also uh, supporting by spreading the questionnaire through the Ministries of Culture worldwide. Um, because support system for culture entrepreneurship should be part of, of contemporary culture policies. Because the more they support with bursaries, with uh, travel grants, with uh, with startup um, networks, um, hubs, um, um, accelerators, incubators, etc., etc., there are many models. The more they do that, the more arts and culture in the country will flourish on an independent way in the future, which I see uh, in 21st century very, 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 very possible and, and
0: needed. Do you have an arts? Um...
1: I played piano since I was four, <laughs> <All right.
0: laughs>
1: and uh, my That's grandfather and my uncle were musicians um, and um, co- composers. Mm. Um, one of them um, uh, directing, a, um, conducting a wind orchestra, um, and the other one conducting a, a big military uh, symphonic orchestra. So my music background is is in my blood. Um, I played piano for many many years. I was even uh, preparing to go to conservatoire of music didn't happen for a variety of reasons uh, which maybe was a sign uh, that um, I Your have calling to, was
0: elsewhere right uh,
1: that I have to change the career but I actually didn't change it because I graduated economics mm. um, with a master PhD and all the levels so that I use my economic knowledge to um, to be back to to be back to to the arts and I love music most of all so um, um, I also try to to help not only to help others to to make money out of the music and, and art, but also um, we have um, we have uh, our own uh, company Mojito Music, uh, which is for representing uh, musicians from uh, countries where people love drinking mojito. It's <laughs> <That's> a brilliant <laughs> idea. Where, yes, this is where the whole the whole idea sparkled mm. I'm together with my sister, who is a, who is a music manager in Canada, um, and um, we hope to uh, win the next Grammy.
0: Well, thank you very much, Lydia, for talking to me today. Your new book, International Entrepreneurship in the Arts, has been released just this week. Literally now,
1: this week. Just this week. (laughs) It's a good moment. Thank you very much, Lydia. Thank you You so much, Lydia.